Welcome, everyone, to Colorado State's College of Business Institute for Entrepreneurship, RAMCAST. In this first iFree RAMCAST of many, we will be focusing on a five-episode series dedicated to exploring your side hustle and unleashing your inner entrepreneur. During each episode, we will be interviewing guests who will help us outline key questions, processes, and resources when understanding and considering becoming an entrepreneur. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Solopreneur Podcast, Episode 2, Am I a Solopreneur? My name is Arthur, and I will be your host from College State University's College of Business Institute for Entrepreneurship. And today I'm joined by entrepreneur mentor and CSU student, Lauren Gross. Lauren, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Lauren, you are a special um, mentor that we have in the office. You um, have had experience as an entrepreneur as well as um, have the opportunity to mentor some of our entrepreneurs and then also have the additional identity of being a CSU student. So you have a lot going on. So with all of those, that sort of background, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of your experiences with entrepreneurship and solopreneurship? Sure. So I'm going to be a senior undergraduate at CSU studying business marketing. Very exciting. (laughs) Um, And during my sophomore year, I had the opportunity to be the chief operating officer of Foco Dough, an edible cookie dough company. Um, I met I met I met the uh, owner of the company just through a, a student organization. He was also a CSU student. He just graduated. He's a year older. Um, and I joined the business, and it was him and I and one other person uh, running the cookie dough business. We sold in the CSU stadium during football games. Um, unfortunately, we did disband the business this past summer. Um, just a lot going on um, with him graduating. He wasn't really sure what he wanted to do with his life post-graduation and uh, things were wrapping up at school for me. So um, it just got a little bit too much, but it was great learning experience. I'm very thankful for everything I learned through it. Um, And through uh, my business partner, I got my job at the Institute for Entrepreneurship where I'm a program manager as well as a mentor to all of our student ventures that come through our doors. So um, I still definitely have my hands in entrepreneurship all the time. Um, I like the innovation. I love the environment. um, And it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Well, an entrepreneurship is something that, you know, once you get into, it's very hard to to stay away because you sort of love the flow of energy and and the ideas. So I'm glad that we're able to bring the team. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So um, in our podcast, we've been exploring kind of the identity of a solopreneur, um, you know, am I a solopreneur? Um, kind of what things I should be looking for. So, you know, we thought you would be a great person to talk to and kind of explore what that looks like. So, you know, my first question for you is, um, did you always know you were an entrepreneur? Uh, the short answer is no, I did not. Um, I really wasn't even sure I wanted to study business when I came to college. Um, I started out as a fermentation major um, wow. and I didn't really understand what it meant to have your own business, to be an entrepreneur until I met my uh, former business partner and he was going to be studying abroad the following semester and he really needed someone to run his business while he was gone. And I was like, you know, cookie dough sounds fun. Um, owning a business sounds fun. It's pretty low stakes and you could learn a lot from it. And so I just kind of said, why not? Um, and 
through that is what's led to all my connections with entrepreneurs and the chance to mentor um, and teach young entrepreneurs now. Um, so it's just been very, a very um, like flow through process, like just one thing led to another. And um, now I'm involved in entrepreneurship every single day. Mm, that's great. Well, you know, and I think there's some magic too about um, entrepreneurship finding you in ways. I mean, in this case, you were able to join a venture um, that maybe someone else had got started, but then you kind of get that skill set and the excitement to keep going for yourself, which is really great. Um, so, which leads me, because as you think about people wanting to start their business, um, what advice would you give? Should they focus more on what skills they have? or what they're passionate about to help them decide kind of what their side hustle should be? Um, I, you know, it's funny because I say both, obviously, because you need to be passionate about the industry or, you know, the idea you're bringing to life. Because if you don't have any passion for it, um, you're, you know, it's going to be short lived. Um, However, you really need to do kind of an internal assessment, you need to know what skills you are truly good at and what skills you're not. Um, for example, I am not the creative person. So I would never be able to come up with the idea to start my own business. However, I know a lot of the organizational practices. You know, how do you register, you know, your business for to get an EIN? And um, I'm very good at operations. And so I saw a need, you know, with my business partner and Um, He already had a great idea. And I said, I love that idea. And here's where I can help. Um, And that's kind of how I got involved in my side hustle. Um, But definitely knowing your skill sets um, will allow you to be more successful, because then you know where you need to spend your money versus not spend your money um, and where you need help. Yeah, and every great um, entrepreneur, sort of visionary, also needs a great, you know, operator as well. And so mm-hmm. I love that you you identified that. So you know, if I'm thinking about the skills um, that I have, and um, thinking about a side hustle, what if um, I don't have the skills I needed? What if there's something missing? What if I am that sort of CEO with the big idea, but don't know how to operationalize it? Um, what do I do about that? How do I find those gaps? So what I would first suggest is um, specifically through the Institute for Entrepreneurship, we have programs that kind of help you figure out where are the areas that you don't have specific skills. And then once you find out, you know, I don't have this skill set, you need to decide what skills are willing to learn and what skills you're not willing to learn. And it's okay to have skills you are not willing to learn. Like I am not an engineer. I don't want, you know, to know how to build the machine that's going to make the cookie dough. I just want to make the cookie dough. Um, Mm -hmm. So learn the skills you're willing to learn and then find people, find programming or, you know, software that help you do the skills that you don't have and you're not willing to learn. Um, Like it's okay not to be good at accounting because QuickBooks is there. Um, Mm -hmm. But you do need to have that internal assessment. You need to figure out, you know, what truly are the things you do need to spend money for. Cause if you are a great marketer, you don't need to spend money on marketing or you don't need to hire someone for marketing. So um, I think it really just starts with that internal assessment. And then once you figure out, you know, what, what I want to learn, what I don't want to learn, it kind of helps set some like stepping stones for you for the future. Yeah, I love that. And um, I think I remember from my first day in my accounting class in my MBA, collectively, everyone's like, "Um, 
I'm just going to go and hire an accountant. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think most you, people do. <laughs> you're right. I think you're absolutely right. You know, I think finding out what you're good at and maybe the skills that you need to differentiate your business um, would be probably be good. Um, a good thing to know, uh, you know, uh, that would make you make you stand out. So if you're not good at making cookie dough, maybe you shouldn't go into a cookie dough business Exactly. Um, when you're really good at marketing. Um, so, so really knowing those skills and how those tie in together. Um, what are three things that you might suggest um, someone might, that you live by that have been useful for you to find success in this space? Uh, for sure. The number one, um, which I'm probably going to sound like a broken record from every other professor or anything anyone's ever talked to, but organization and using a calendar or a planner of some sort, like it's been a lifesaver. Um, especially uh, during my sophomore year when I was working, doing Focodo, doing school and involved in student organizations, like you don't have a lot of free time um, and you have a lot of meetings you need to be somewhere on time for. So uh, using you know, calendar organizing, whatever works best for you. You don't, you know, you don't have to have a very, you know, no one has to have the same way of organizing, but being organized is huge. Um, just like within your business, you know, making sure, you know, you have all your records and everything. Um, it translates the same. Um, the second thing would probably be searching out for third-party perspectives um, is super helpful. Um, you know, sometimes when you're working on a project, you can get very tunnel visioned and you only see the things you want to see or you don't, you know, you overlook something that's like a glaring issue. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help, ask for advice. Um, and it doesn't have to be someone, you know, super invested in the project. You know, it could be a friend, um, a coworker in a different space and just be like, hey, I'm having this problem. Can you look at it for me? Um, and you might come up with some really creative solutions. Um, and then my last thing um, is it can translate to business. It can translate to your personal life, but it's okay to say no. Um, mm -hmm. And I had to learn right. that the hard way in school, um, you know, taking on more than you can handle. Um, it's not fun for you. It's not fun for the people around you. It's not fun for your business partners. So um, it's okay to say no to a client. Um, it's okay to say no to a job opportunity. It's, you know, it's okay to say no to hanging out with friends on a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you just need, you know, you need more time to focus on something that matters a little bit more. Um, and so just be realistic with your life, with your time and all that stuff. Well, and that's huge. And I think any student can relate to the need to set, set boundaries, especially if you're you know, doing a side hustle and being an entrepreneur, you know, unfortunately there will be sacrifices, but the hope is, is that for the greater good, you know, those sacrifices will be sort of meaningful in the long run. Exactly. I definitely agree. So what um, advice or what do you wish you had known when you first started out? Um, I would say it's really important. Um, so in my perspective, I was joining, you know, an established business or, you know, LLC. Um, so it's just, it's good to have an understanding of who and what you're getting into business with. Um, my experience was great and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, however, me and my business partner had different goals when it came to the business. Um, you know, I was kind of in it for the long run. And then we decided um, after about a year and a half that, you know, maybe it wasn't for us to continue the business. And, um, you know, that, put, that can put a lot of stress 
mm-hmm. on someone, you know, who really thought like, all right, I'm going to be running a business for like the foreseeable future. Um, so just having a good understanding, good communication with, you know, the people you are getting into business with um, just makes it a little bit easier to have hard conversations. Um, and since we did end up, you know, shutting down our business, um, just some like, like uh, organizational practices and guidelines for how to shut down a business, we didn't really know what we were doing when it came to that. Um, so, you know, if you're, you want to start a business, make sure you, you know, know your ways out if needed. Um, you'd hope it never come to that, but it is good to know, um, for different situations. Um, and then my last like thing would be, uh, practice coachability, um, in an, in, uh, entrepreneurship, you know, it's really important to be able to take feedback, um, from other people who probably know better than yourself, um, and be able to implement that feedback, um, and you, know, you can decide if you want to use their feedback or you don't want to use their feedback. And sometimes it's okay to not take other, you know, people's advice, but um, it is good to practice that idea of coachability. I love that. I love that. And I think you're right because being an entrepreneur is a constant growing process where mm-hmm. so much is changing and always, and yeah. And, and you're always having to take sort of a shift and, and take the advice of your mentors and, and those groups groups to sort of reimagine kind of what you're doing. Um, so I think that's really good advice. Well, this has been great, Lauren. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I love, um, of course, getting to know you a little bit more and learning about your experiences. Uh, but I think this is really valuable for any sort of our listeners who are thinking about, you know, how do, how do they manage this with, with life and school and, and all the other competing priorities that we have. So, so thank you for your time. And um, our listeners, we will invite you back for our next episode. Um, where we talk about who is my customer. So join us then. Thanks so much. Awesome. Bye.